Well, Happy New Year, everyone. It is so great to see you, and Happy New Year, everyone that's joining us online from wherever you are gathered. What a great way to start the new year with a series that I believe is going to help you a whole lot. I, I am so excited about this series because I believe we need it. I feel it, and, and, and you'll, you'll be able to clue in a little bit more as, as we go along, obviously. But I want to begin by asking you to finish a sentence for me. And I know you can do this. It's, it's going to be real easy. You'll know the answer almost immediately. In fact, you may have a hard time containing yourself in finishing this. So I'm just going to ask you to keep your answers to yourself. Don't blurt it out and you'll understand why as we go through this. But you can do this. Everybody, here we go. I want you to finish this for me. I am so over. You see what I mean? Pay attention to what you're thinking about. I am so over. I'm done. I've just had it. I am so over. Immediately, some of you are thinking, just one thing? Just one thing? Because I have a list that's populating and it's alphabetizing itself and all that kind of thing. And, and I've just got a list. In fact, some of you, this is the way you um, do life anyway, right? You, you kind of lead in with that. You're kind of one of those kind of people, a little bit more negative than positive by nature. And it's like, hey, how you doing? Well, not so good because I'm just sick and tired and I'm over this and just, I mean, on and on and on and on and on. So you got no problem answering this question. I am so over. You might be thinking about a situation. You could be thinking about a person, maybe someone you're with right now. That's why I asked you not to say that loud, right? <laughs> and no throwing of elbows and that kind of thing. You might be thinking about your job. It could be, I'm so over a financial situation. It might be a feeling, a feeling. It could be a fear, a worry. I am so over, I don't know, a pandemic and everything that comes with that. Whatever, whatever you're thinking about, however you answer this question, I bet it's got something to do with something pretty complicated. I bet whatever it is, is something that's rather complex because life is complicated. It just is. It's so layered. In fact, I think we would all agree that life is over complicated. It's over complex. And we are so over it. We're over it all and in every way. We, we feel that. We know that. And we want to change that, but we're maybe not quite sure how to do it. We just know we're over it. We are overcommitted and overscheduled and overloaded and overstressed and overworked. So we're overtired. And as a result, we oversleep, overeat, overspend. So we have to continue to overwork and then we overreact about all of it. We are over it. Anybody with me? Yeah, do you remember almost a year ago now, uh, 10, 11 months ago, uh, do you remember when the pandemic started? It's, it's for, for some of us, you know, it seems like a lifetime ago, but then um, it's hard to believe that it's, it's you know, time's flown by that, that quickly. But at the beginning, I think COVID helped this a little bit. B 
Because remember at the beginning of quarantine, just hang with me. Remember everybody was pushed in and, and it was still cold, uh, end of winter kind of thing. And, and no, we didn't choose it. No, we didn't want it. But after we settled into the reality that only one of us is leaving you know, at a time to go get the bare essentials and come back, you know, kind of thing. And we're all hunkered down. What you saw on social media and what you heard, and I heard it from many of you is, hey, you know what? This is kind of, it's kind of a blessing in disguise, especially the highly relational person in the family that's like, we're playing board games and we're having conversations and we're sitting by the fire. And I mean, we're having, this just great. And until... The weather started warming up. Late spring, early summer. And guess what? We were over that. We're so over it. Enough. Enough. I got to get out. We were just over where we couldn't go and what we couldn't do. And it's like another layer. Just another layer that added on top of everything else. We were already overwhelmed and already overcomplicated. And now, here's another layer. And all of it brings. Now there's social distancing. And what was that? A year ago, you didn't even have that phrase in your vocabulary. Interesting, isn't it? If someone would have talked to you about social distancing a year ago, you would be like, what's that? We know now. And the masks. And all the places you can't go and everything you can't do, we are still all over it. And some of you are like, I'm, overing what it, I'm over what it's done. I'm over how it's disrupted our lives. Some of you have lost a loved one, member of our family, passed away this weekend from COVID. You look at that and you go, I'm, I'm just over this whole thing. I'm over it, I'm over it, I'm over it, I'm over it. I, I had to throw that in there for those of you that think the whole thing is fake kind of thing. You know, there's always everybody. Yeah, I'm over it too. I want you to hear me say that. I'm with you. I'm over the whole mess. But this is where we are, living in this overcomplicated life. And there's this thing inside of me, and there's this thing inside of you, and there's this thing inside of all of us, and I'm not sure where it comes from or, or how it started, but we're all like, does it have to be like this? Does everything have to be so complicated? We long for the simpler life. We long for things to be less complicated. Our culture responds with the minimal movement, right? The movement of minimal living and tiny houses and doing without this and doing all of that is a reaction, maybe even an overreaction in some ways to this thing we feel inside of us of how over it we are. That's why we're doing the series called Simplify. Because not only do we want it, we need it. To simplify life. Now, there's only so much we can do, but I'll tell you this. This series will be simple. It will be simple. But make no mistake, it does not mean it will be easy. Simple almost never means easy. Don't mistake the two. Simple is often very, very hard, very, very challenging, but very, very worth it. Not easy, but worth it. This is a series about what life is truly about. And you'll be surprised what doesn't make the list. What life really is about, focusing on and simplifying around those things that are key to what life is truly about and what doesn't make the list. Uh, I don't know, jobs, money, fixing all your problems, 
doing what you want to do the way you want to do it, just having your life just so. Politics. I mean, we can, I mean there's going to be a lot of things that don't, don't even make the list. We're not even going to talk about them. We're going to talk about the things that are key to help us simplify our focus. A simple focus, almost like a filter that everything else goes through. And at the end, you're left with just a few simplified things to focus on but they affect everything else. That's why we're doing this series called Simplify. We'll talk about more of those kinds of things as we go along, but let's just start here. I wanna give you a place to start that over the next three to four weeks, everything else we talk about will kind of help us achieve what I'm getting ready to give you. So you might wanna get your phones out. This is something I wanna challenge you to take a picture of just so it's something you can come back to time and time and time again because it may be a little confusing at first and it's kind of a tongue twister a little bit, but I think you'll understand the more and more you resonate and sit with this and that you and I need, in order to simplify life, less of just more and more of what's best. If you're gonna simplify life, a simplifying approach to all of our lives would be less of just more, more of whatever, because see, we, we just think more, 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 more. No wonder life is so complex. No wonder life is so complicated. And no wonder why we're just so over the whole thing. More, more, more. We need less of just more and more of what? Is best. Now, again, some of this will make a lot more sense to you as we go along, but there it is. We'll come back to it. Here's what you need to know right up front you can't have more without having less. You can't have more of what's best without also making a decision to have less of some things. Why? Because you only have so much room in your life. You only have so much time. You only have so much energy. You only have so much of a frequency to dedicate to anything in life. So you can't just go more, 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 more. And isn't it time? Your New Year's resolution. I'm going to do this more. And I'm going to do this more. And I'm going to do this more. And I'm going to... Oh. It's going to continue to be complex. It's going to continue to be very complicated. If you think it's just about more. It's not just about more. We need less of just more, and we need more of what is actually best. We'll unpack that as we go along. But let me take you back to the first century. Ah, the simpler times. Back in the old days. You hear people talk about that from time to time. Those of us who, um, I mean, we're still young, but we were, you know, remember the Little House on the Prairie days? Remember that on the show? Yeah, yeah, you, you. Those of you, and, and even if you're like really young, like in your 30s, isn't that sad when you think 30s is really young? It, it, even if you're, you know, the 30s or, or beyond that, and some of you are in your 30s and you think you're so old. <laughs> Children. <laughs> you, you think back, and, and I think everybody in here would have a, a context for a little house in the prairie, and you hear your parents or maybe your grandparents talk about the good old days. Boy, I, I just wish it was back the way it used to be. It's just, you know, mom, pa, angles, the end of the day, Paul's got the fiddle, we're sitting by the fire. Oh, life was so simple. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, in some ways, but they didn't have Tylenol. Anyone? Yeah. 
There's a lot they didn't have. Well, before there were no smartphones and before the internet web thingy and all that. Well, yeah, right. I get it. But you, you also used the bathroom outside. <laughs> I don't see anybody wanting that. Right? Come on. I mean, I want to take you back to the simpler times, right? What, what simpler times? I think each culture has found itself over it in its own way because there was a lot of things that they didn't have to deal with, but there was a lot of things they dealt with that you and I don't even have to even think of. So let's go all the way back to the first century. All the way back to the first century, Paul's writing to a group of Christ followers and they, let's not think, oh, they had it easy. They had it easy. No, 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 no. Things were so complex. Living in the first century world around the Mesopotamian Sea, I mean, just the Mediterranean Sea in the Mesopotamian area is so complex. It's a melting pot of religion and, and culture and expectations. And if you didn't think the right way, believe the right way, or do the right thing back then, the target on your back was not that, oh, we will cancel you. We will unfollow you. We will, you know, unsubscribe to your feed. No, we will shoot you. We will hang you. We will, well, they would shoot you. There's no guns back there. I'm sorry. My history was a little, you know, we will kill you. How about that? That's the way it was back then. So, so yeah, yeah, in some ways simple, but not easy. Paul said something to them back in the first century. The reason I go into all that, I'm trying to help you see. It's always been our problem. Paul said something to them in the first century that as soon as we get into this, you're going to see how applicable it is to today. As a matter of fact, let's just jump in. Because just the first line, when Paul writes to the Christians in Ephesus, he says, so be careful how you live. In a complicated, so over it world, be careful, be careful, be careful how you live. Why is that so important? We could spend the rest of our time just talking about this. Why is it so important? Because we're not, because we don't, because we just live. We just do it without really giving any thought to it. We just live without being careful. We do what everyone else does and we do what we've always done. And when you do what everyone else does and you do what you've always done, you're going to continue to get what you always have, an over-complicated, overly complex, so over it kind of life. This is Paul's way of saying you got to be intentional. You, you need to be aware. Not to just go through life doing life without giving it some thought and intentionality. Be careful, not fearful. There's a difference. Now be fearful for how you live, but be careful. This next sentence helps us understand what he's talking about. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. This is huge, huge. You know what this tells me? That we have a choice on how we're going to live our lives. We can be careful on how we live, and we can choose how we're going to live. Now, we can't always choose what happens to us. Rarely do we get to choose what happens to us, but we can always choose how we respond to what happens to us, whether we're going to respond wisely or foolishly. We have a choice. That is huge because in our culture, you hear it all the time. People complain, they moan, they groan about what they're over. I'm so over this. I'm so over that. And then they tag this on, and maybe you've done the same thing. But uh, it's just life. It's just life. It's just the way it is. 
I mean, what can you do about it? I mean, it's just the way it is. Just, no, 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 it's not. You and I have a choice on how we're going to respond to what happens in the world around us and to us. We can respond foolishly or wisely. And then Paul says this, that, that there, there's a lot in this next statement. It's a mic drop moment, and, and you may not even see it at first. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. He's talking to an overly overwhelmed group of people who were just as over it as you and I are over it today. And he's saying, be careful. You have a choice. Choose wisely, don't live foolishly, and make the most of every opportunity. Now, if when you hear me say, or you hear someone say, Make the most of this. Hey, you better make the most of this. Make sure you make the most of this. If you feel your chest get a little tight and your neck get a little, your throat get a little tight and you feel a little pressure here, a little heaviness here, then you're right here with me. I'm right here with you in this. Then we're misunderstanding what making the most of every opportunity is about. Because see, making the most of every opportunity is not about more. It's about what's best. We always assume it's about more. When someone says, or when you hear someone describe, well, I'm trying to make the most of this. I know I need to make the most of this. I need to make the most of the holidays. I need to make the most of this work opportunity. I need to make the most of this relationship. I need to make the most of this moment. Hey, listen, we have a free evening. I need to make the most of this. I need to make the most of this vacation, whatever, especially a vacation. What are people typically referring to? We're going to try to cram as much as we can into this and do more and more and more and more and more. We're going to do more. We're going to cram in more. We're going to work more. We're going to work harder. We're going to work longer because we've got to make the most of it. Got to make the most of it. Why does making the most of it always mean more? I think we've misunderstood. Because making the most of opportunities often means less. Doing less. Having less. Committing less. Spending less. Working less. Making the most of every opportunity because we see we need less of just more and more of what's best. If we're going to move to what's best, often we have to settle in to doing less of some things. Learning to say no or not yet or not now. And I got to tell you, there's an art to saying no. In fact, it's a fine art of saying no. Or not yet. Or not now. It sounds lazy though, doesn't it? It sounds lazy when you say no to things. Actually, it's often a sign of maturity. Often it's a sign of growth. It's a sign of someone who understands what their purpose in life is and what their focus should be. So they, they get lasered in on the best things and say no to the rest. Or not now, or not yet. It's often a sign of maturity. Why is it that we, we seem to celebrate those that have the most going on and tend to juggle the most? We celebrate the busiest people. I don't know how they get it all done. I don't know how they keep all the balls juggling there. I don't know how. My goodness, she's a wonder woman. She's got this, and she's got the business, she's got the house, and she's got kids running around. She's amazing. Because you look at it, Instagram proves it. Because look on Instagram, she's amazing. She's got all this free time. And look at that guy, man. He's got the job. He's got the house. He's got the, you've seen his garage? Oh, my word. You've seen the toys that this guy's got? He's got it all. 
And he still finds a way to get it all done. And we celebrate people with more and more and more and more and more. And we marvel at their ability to keep it all going. No wonder we're over it. No wonder we're overly complicated in our living. What would it look like if we appropriately celebrated people who knew the fine art of saying no? You know what? They, they, they drew some boundaries. You, you know what? They said no to that. They could have said yes. But they said no. They said, you know, they were wise in saying, pause. Not now. Not yet. It sounds lazy to say no. It sounds sometimes even unchristian to say no. And, and yes, you can be unwise in saying no. But you can also be very honoring to Christ and those you love by learning the fine art of saying no, not yet, now. Now, some of you will struggle with this because you're people pleasers, right? You're people pleasers. You don't want to disappoint anybody. So it's always a, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, sure, I guess. I'll find a way to make it happen. And you're always, yes, yes, you want to help everybody and, and fix everything for everybody and all this kind of stuff. And you need to learn the fine art of saying no. Because, because it's not, you need less of just more, less of just more, less of all the yeses and more of what's best. But on the other hand, while you've got people that lead to learn to say no to some good things so they can say yes to the best things, you have people who say no way too much already. Really. They, they, you're hearing, and you probably won't even hear what I'm saying. We, we know you're there, and, and it's, the lack of self-awareness is palpable. I mean, you, you can cut it with a knife. But there are people that just say no all the time and they have all this talent and they have all this gift and this and they have all these skills and, and nobody, nobody gets to benefit from it because they're constantly saying no, 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 no and they are missing out on what's best. And so, so listen, you have to find for you how you are to pursue what is best and you may need to learn to say no or you may need to learn to say yes. But it's not about just more, 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 more. It's always about what is best. You say, well, that, I just need someone to make it easy for me. Sorry, I told you I couldn't do that. Now, we can simplify things for you, but we can't make them easy. Because the no is often very hard. And sometimes the yes is often very hard. The best is always very hard, but worth it. Um, let me put it another way. Let, let me talk about coffee a second. It's always a good time to talk about coffee. I love coffee. I love good coffee. Um, and there is a difference for the simpletons out there that just say, oh, coffee's coffee. <laughs> Bless your heart. No, no, coffee's an important part um, of, of my life. I enjoy coffee. I love coffee. I thank God for coffee. But I like good coffee. Um, I like co coffee that's strong. If I can see through it, it's not strong enough. Right? If, if I can see the bottom of the cup, mm -mm, nope. Someone gave me a cup of coffee not long ago in one of those pretty glass mugs. First of all, mugs should not be made of glass. They don't hold their heat. Yeah, you look good while you're drinking it, but you better hurry because it's going to be cold in 45 seconds. Right? I mean, just give me a glass. Anyway, they gave me this glass mug, and I could see them through it. Like, what is this? Dirty tea? What? I mean, why? I, I don't even know. No, I, I love coffee. I love strong coffee. But here's the thing. Do not dilute my coffee. I want to drink coffee. I'll take coffee. Thank you very much. 
don't, don't need sugar in it. If I want to eat cake, I'll eat cake. I don't need it sweet. I just need coffee. And, and no, I don't need to put cream in it because just need coffee. I, I, I watch people add so much stuff. They keep diluting their coffee with so much cream, they end up with coffee-flavored cream. They, they, if we put so much sugar in it, they just end up with like liquid sugar. And it's just really dark, dirty sugar. I mean, that's just all they got. And it's just like, no, no, no. Now, I think way too much about this stuff. And, and, and I know I need help, but here's where I'm going with it. Diluted coffee is not worth drinking. You keep adding more and more and more and more and more, and it's not getting any better. But diluted life, it's not worth living. You don't live like that. It's not the way God intended our lives to live, adding more and adding more, adding more, adding more, adding more, adding more. No wonder we're over it. We think, well, I need more of this. It's New Year's resolution. I need to start doing and start doing. Maybe your resolutions need to be more of a stop doing list than a start doing list. Because it's not about just more. It's less about more and more about what's best. So don't dilute your life. Don't dilute your life. Trying to make the most of every opportunity when at the end of the day, all you have is just diluted purpose diluted focus. In this series, we're going to help you with this. We're just kind of setting the table today. And then Paul finishes this section with another sentence that just brings it all together for me. And he says, don't, don't act thoughtlessly. You, you people living in a complicated world, comp, complex world, don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't act thoughtlessly. Don't act thoughtlessly, which means we need to act thoughtfully. That's the opposite of thoughtless, thoughtful. Fully. Another way to get to what he's saying here is we need to think about what we're thinking about. Have you ever stopped to think about what you think about? Probably not. We typically don't think about what we think about. We just think about stuff. If you ever stop and think about what you think about, there are those of us that are underthinkers and those of us that are overthinkers. You need to think about it. Why is what you think about so important? Because what you think about determines how you live. You live from your thoughts. It starts here and then ends up out here. And we know this is true. We know this is true. This is why you hear us say things like this. When someone's life starts unraveling, when a decision really goes bad, or you know, their world starts crumbling, you'll hear people say this often. I don't know what I was thinking. Rarely do you hear people say, I don't know what I was doing. They say, what was I thinking? Why do we say that? Because innately we know that what happens up here works itself out in how we live and behave and what we do. So we say, what was I thinking? Because we know innately if we get the thinking right, it affects everything else. Think about what you're thinking about. That's why Paul says, "Don't, don't, don't live without thinking. Be full of thoughts about this matter of being careful how you live, not foolishly, but wisely and making the most of every opportunity, which doesn't mean just more, 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 cramming in more, doing more, working more, spending more. No, no, it may mean a lot of less, but the point here is that you and I need less of just more and more of what is best. 2021 is not going to be perfect. but it can be best and you have a choice 
And and you're going to be tempted to think I need to do this more and this more and this more. If you're going to go down that road, please make sure you back that up with a, and I need to do this less and this less and this less and this less because you can't have more without having less. You only have so much room in your life. And I know this doesn't make all the decisions for you, but it will give you a template. So ask yourself, what do I need less of? Mark out some time this week. What do I need less of? You're driving down the road. What do I need less of? And be honest. What do I need to learn the fine art of saying no concern? Or maybe it's a not now or a not yet. Maybe it's a good thing, and I have to say no for now, not forever, and then I can get around to this later once the best things are taken care of first and most. It's not easy, but it is worth it. What do you need less of? And then, what is the best? When it comes to your work, what is best? When it comes to money, what is best? When it comes to your relationships, what is best? When it comes to decisions, not what is easiest, not what is quickest, not what is most convenient, but what is best? Because it's going to involve some yeses and some nos, but it'll always be a better option than just more, than just more. All right, let me come back to coffee. There's another part of coffee that makes coffee, good coffee. It's a very often forgot about part of the coffee making and coffee enjoying process. Um, and, and it's the filter. It's the filter. Like, ah, oh, just get a filter. No, 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 no. Filters are important. Without a filter, your coffee's undrinkable. If you ever find yourself chewing your coffee, something went wrong. And it was probably the filter. You get the grounds all in there. It's called cowboy coffee. It's how grandpa used to call it. And get you some cowboy coffee, you know, because I I guess they didn't have filters back in the Wild West. I I don't know. Or they just didn't want to use their sock. (laughs) Filters are your friend when it comes to coffee making and coffee drinking. Why? Because it holds out what doesn't need to be in your cup of coffee and allows you to enjoy your cup of coffee. This series is about a filter. We're going to do our best to help you simplify the way you approach your life in 2021 by giving you filters. Very simple, not easy, but very simple filters by which to hold back a lot of the more, a lot of the just more of whatever And so at the end, you don't end up with a perfect life. You won't end up with an easy life, but you will end up with a focused life. What matters most and what is best? What is best? That means over the next few weeks, there's going to be some aha moments where you're going to be like, well, I need need less of this then. The filter is going to mean that you're going to get less of this and less of that. And maybe a little less of them. I don't know. Maybe a thing, maybe a person, maybe a situation. But then you'll need more of some other things so that at the end, when you have filtered everything through these filters of clarity, you don't end up with a perfect life, you won't end up with an easy life, but you will end up with a focused life. A life that is simplified. Simplified. 
And yeah, there's still going to be things out of our control. And yeah, from time to time, we'll be like, I'm so over it. But then we'll come back to the filters. We'll come back to the filters. What filters? That's what next week starts. And it will help us bring these things, these most important things, into focus. And make the most of this one and only precious 2021. You're only going to get it once. We're only going to get it once. And this most precious one and only life. You're only going to get this one once too. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for the reality check. I need this. We need this. I think of my friends and brothers and sisters. Many of them have already found themselves completely overwhelmed by the, by the outlook of this year because they're overwhelmed by how just over it so many areas of their life are. And I think of those of us that are just starting out, those of us that are about halfway through and those of us that may be in the final chapters. So we're all at different stages, but we all share a common frustration and that is being over it. So Father, help me help us to be careful. Be careful how we live. And to make the choice to wisely choose what's best, not to foolishly just give ourselves away to more and another thing and another thing and another thing. May we learn the fine art of saying no, knowing what we need to say yes to the best things, even if we have to say no to some good things. And Father, I ask that you would help us make the most of every opportunity with that kind of focus. And think about what we're thinking about. To live our lives thoughtfully, not thoughtlessly. So that at the end, as we filter our lives through what is most significant and what is best, we have a simplified focus to our lives. Not an easy one. In fact, it's going to be quite challenging. But we believe as we rally around these things that are most important in the next few weeks, the things that you have taught us are most important, that it will bring a clarity, a much-needed clarity to our lives to help us simplify. In Jesus' name, amen.